And we're live. So uh, this week's episode, the one true Splinter Church. And before we jump into what we're talking about with that, well, we all know the routine. First of all, we have to do LDS Church in In the the news. news. So uh, this is a follow-up on one that we did recently, the class action lawsuit that is happening from Laura Gaddy against the church, um, being represented by Kay Burningham. And uh, this is just a tiny little follow-up on that, uh, titled, Court Has No Role in Women's Beef with Religion, Mormon Church Says. Uh, So, is the Book of Mormon the Word of God? That is not a question for an American court of law to answer, attorneys for the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints said Tuesday in a motion to dismiss a federal conspiracy lawsuit against the church. In her 75-page class action lawsuit filed August 5th, former church member Laura Gaddy accused Mormon church leaders of driving worshipers to existential crises, suicide, anxiety, and depression by peddling, quote, a scheme of lies centered on the religion's creation and scriptures. Well said. (laughs) Yes. So it goes on, and basically, uh, again, the church is trying to kind of mislead they're trying to say that hey the church the court doesn't you know belong in a conversation about whether a church is really true or not and and i think they're kind of missing the point Duh. so gaddy <laughs> gaddy yeah no kidding right big surprise i don't think they're missing the point i think they're trying to create a different point on purpose uh, so it's a shiny object so that the court can look a different direction. Is that a direction. red herring? Is that kind of the same thing as a red? No. Yeah. Uh, diversion? Yeah. Same similar idea. Diversion. Diversion. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, obviously Gaddy's point, as she stated in her initial uh, suit, is that uh, it's it's not about a court trying to decide if some religious thing or true is true or not. It's about when a church that has a collection of beliefs, teaches those beliefs as a narrative to its members. They believe those and they, you know, and that's up to them, right? Mm-hmm. Again, it's not an area for the court to get involved in. They believe it. They, they make life altering decisions in many cases to follow these beliefs. And then the narrative changes. Mm-hmm. That's, that's her point. That's her, cl- that's her suit against the church is that you you know I myself and many many other members we made these life altering changes we gave our money we gave our time to this narrative and now you're saying that narrative is different well she summed up her grievances uh if i recall uh in one statement she says hey i want my money back and i think that's where the real yeah. legal yeah. groundwork is that's where, right. where this can stand in that's court right. because you gave me some bullshit. And as a result, I was pilfered of, you know, several thousand dollars. Everyone that's been least, in for yeah. any time at all has given thousands to the church. So, okay. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Of course. Uh, Gaddy, who left the faith in 2018, claims the Mormon corporate empire (laughs) (laughs) deceived followers and, quote, when the true facts are substituted 
for the long-standing false orthodox narrative, the story that emerges has shocked devoted Mormons who have made life-altering decisions based upon a scheme of lies, unquote. Mm. And that that's the deal. And so, as a reminder, she's actually suing uh, for punitive damage on seven counts, including RICO, fraud, breach of fiduciary duties, and emotional distress. So, yeah. um, there you go. So, it's interesting. I remember Kay Burningham on a little interview. I think it was a post Mormon or or you know some similar group where she discussed this topic of is it possible that the church could be sued, you know, for fraud? Uh, and she was entertaining this, and basically, the sum of that conversation was, yeah, it'd be kind of tough, you know. It's 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 kind of biting off a pretty heavy, you know, thing, and and you got the feeling that she, you know, wasn't wasn't going to really pursue it after that. Mm. And so it's been interesting some years later now to see her representing uh, Laura Gaddy in this in this suit. So I, I think that's interesting. Of course, we hope that that is seriously considered yeah. by the court, um, which would be a huge precedent. And then I think many people would follow. Absolutely, it'd be a tidal wave. Yeah. If there's a success at any level, oh yeah, it's going to just unleash the gates of hell. <laughs> <laughs> the the gates of bite y'all in the ass, <laughs> yeah. right? About this uh, changing narrative, and so you know, it's interesting. Here's the leaders. We've talked about this many times, right? The the gospel topic essays and these other things of trying to cover all their bases, trying to have their cake and eat it too. Oh shit. Some of these real, you know, facts are coming out about the origin of the church and its teachings. We better modify our narrative as if there's no repercussions, hmm. you know, that that's the almost amazing element of this to me is that these leaders of the church are so fucked up in the brain themselves that they could they would actually believe they're so aloof from repercussion, they're so aloof from uh, consequences that they could make major changes to the narrative. And let's face it, face it, folks, many of these changes have been huge, right? Um, like how Joseph translated the Book of Mormon, even. Um, they can make these major narrative changes and, eh, you know, we get to do what we want to do. There's not going to really be any repercussions for this. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. To, to even be so bold as to think right. that, right, tells you how fucked up they are. And, and the, the membership themselves not being willing to to even look at this, let alone entertain some of this. The, the, willi- the willingness mm. to look the other way, literally just, eh, I don't know what all this noise over yeah. here is, so I'm just not going to even turn my head that direction. Fuck. Yeah, I feel warm fuzzies when I say this stuff, so I'm going to just keep doing that, even though I don't have <laughs> whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to doubt my doubts, <laughs> according to Uchtdorf's famous you know, talk. Just doubt your doubts. by Satan, <laughs> the, the dark yeah. lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way to live your life. You know, when you have a doubt about something, hurry and doubt that doubt. 
you know, don't, don't trust your gut on anything. <laughs> That's a great way to live. There goes human <laughs> progress right down the shitter. <laughs> <laughs> right down the shithole. No kidding. Oh my God. Okay. Well, all right. Better turn the corner here back to the actual episode, which we try to do <laughs> sometimes. Um, the one true splinter church. What the hell are we talking about there? Um, yeah, so so here's the quick of it, and and Dave, obviously, I you know I'm gonna turn your way and ask you to jump in. Uh, as we jump into the topic overall, um, I'm gonna point the listeners to a Wikipedia article that I'll send the link. I'll post the link to as I actually submit our episode, because you know I really am gonna post our episodes <laughs> eventually. <laughs> <laughs> like like last week's, you know, I'll just let them hang out there for a month before I post them. Uh, as part of this, I'll give you a link. You can obviously look it up yourself. It's list of denominations in the Latter-day Saint movement. That's the Wikipedia article. Um, as a professor of a master's level program uh, in a college, I'm, I'll be the first to jump out and say, you know, Wikipedia in and of itself is not a res- resource or, or a research uh, criterion, you know, that, that you can mm-hmm. quote. What it is, is a collection of other resources and research. So I always recommend as people look at something in Wikipedia, I recall the fact that this is publicly sourced information. In other words, Wikipedia users come in here, they're interested in the topic. They essentially help as a community to write these articles in Wikipedia. Well, in so doing, they point to other resources. What's my reference? Where did I get this information? So what I always do is I scroll right to the bottom of every Wikipedia article I look up. How well researched is this? What are the references? Mm -hmm. Are they reliable references? You know, are they direct references or are they a reference of a reference of a reference, right? Kind of a thing. And so you'll see uh, about a hundred references here for this article. Uh, Many, many, many of which are original sources. So, you know, you can level set a little bit as to the veracity of the information that you're going to see in this article. I want to warn our our listeners, though, there's some danger in doing such a thing. You may actually come to understand the truth about a particular subject, so be very (laughs) careful in in the R word, like you call it, research. (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's true. Just keep in the back of your mind as you research – if you still believed in some things about the church and you start having doubts, you know what to do. Turn it off. <laughs> As they say in the Book of Mormon play, just switch it off. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, just off turn it off. Time. You know, doubt your doubts. I love those long legged <laughs> birds with their head in the sand. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. So, uh, list of denominations. So, look, as a TBM back in the day, this is yet another one of those topics that I knew some of it, but I hadn't researched all of it by any means. Uh, And so, I knew that there was some splinter action going on. We're primarily talking about a time period when Joseph Smith died. Joseph Smith Jr. kicks the bucket. You know, of course, he was 
unrightfully imprisoned or un, uh, he was he was unlawfully. uh erroneously unlawfully imprisoned right i mean he hadn't ordered a printing press burned down or anything else that's against the law but um <laughs> so anyway uh he's shot and killed uh and then you have god's one true church all the work for thousands of years prior went into preserving the golden plates, which incidentally Joseph never used, <laughs> uh, <laughs> preserving the Urim and Thummim, which he never used because he just used a stone that he found in his neighbor's well. But whatever. Anyway, lots of blood and tears and mm. sweat went into Joseph not using these things. And then, <laughs> and, and then he's killed. Uh, and, you know, God, in all his wisdom knowing the past, present, and future as one eternal now, as Joseph Smith taught us, uh, is the way God sees things. Mm. He could foresee that Joseph was going to die, and so he made no plans at all. (laughs) (laughs) Does that sound about right? Oh, my God. Let's let's back up real quick and, okay. and look at one of the, the truth claims of the church. And, and that simply is that it claims to be a restoration of the former church set up by Christ, which I have my doubts as to whether or not he ever tried to set up a church uh, when he walked the earth. And, okay. So, I don't think he did. No. Yeah, uh, the, but, the apostles did, I and think. And then maybe, later not, yeah. you, you have the, the Pope and all of that. So the claim is, and part of this is referenced in Joseph Smith's fifth reciting of his first vision, <laughs> which ended up in the <laughs> Pearl of Great Prize as the official version. Oh, where, the fifth one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, where he says, I was told that all their creeds are corrupt. Uh, all other churches are false. All, all of their preachers are, I mean, wow, all of them? They're an abomination, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the word that was used, so abomination. What I'm going yeah. to do through you, Joseph, my treasure-seeking son, <laughs> I'm going to restore that one true church. So all of this apostasy, all of this breaking up into hundreds, hundreds of separate Christian churches with their own belief systems, we're going to just sweep that away, start all over. So once I restore this through you, Joseph, it'll be on the earth until my son returns and, you know, takes you all back up to heaven or however the scenario goes. But no, (laughs) there's as much splintering among the fragments of church membership after Joseph's death as there was uh, with the early Christian church. It it almost looks like a mirror reflection of the same Mm. phenomenon. So God was either, like you said, preoccupied. uh, He's got a lot of worlds. Again, he's got a lot of wives too. A lot of wives, a lot of worlds. They all got their own little version of, some shit show going on apparently because <laughs> this one sure got fucked up. I yeah, mean, but yeah. that's our fault again, of course. 
we're falling. We're falling. Yes. So we are. He's he's. It's kind of like a mechanic or any other profession, and he's he's got to do his work with the best he can get. And it sometimes just mm. you know we're just yeah. not really up to snuff. And mm-hmm. but he this is all he's got. So he's got to work with us. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> Neo Neanderthal, whatever the hell we're supposed to be. <laughs> Uh, okay so uh so uh, why this subject came up i should mention this i'm down here in southern utah and i've rubbed shoulders and listened to talks and read books by many former members of the flds church down in hilldale uh uh, right on the border of arizona and utah mm -hmm. and i've met some of these women there's there's at least a dozen books written by women who have left the church and then tell their story and then release it in book form and then go around and tour and and talk about what their experience was so i i've met a lot of them i've read some of their books uh and i've had several people that became employed where i'm employed who had left hilldale and uh what's the other city again what the hell's wrong with me Oh, on the I other could have told you if you yeah I know hadn't asked. I yeah. usually say that one first. You talking uh, about Colorado, Colorado no. City, Col- yeah, Colorado City, kind of yeah. ironic name, Colorado City and Hilldale, both uh, on opposite sides of the road down there. I've been in both towns on business. Uh, I'll call it business. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> shouldn't have right. said that. Uh, business, <laughs> business, and met some of these people been in in their houses uh doing my construction work that i was involved in and i've met a lot of them again at my workplace and this gal that was working left because she was being harassed even though she had left colorado city uh she was being harassed by family members and she went up to salt lake for a couple years recently came back i told her about the podcast that mike and i are doing she just really lit up she says oh you got to do one about the FLDS. He said, they're, they're so similar to the LDS church, meaning similar in <laughs> the nightmare shit that goes on. And so I'm a shout out to Marianne. Uh, thank you for hey, Marianne. Yeah. Giving us this opportunity. I'm sure we would have went here anyway. Okay. So enough on that. So that's a main point is that. Yeah. And, and it's not know, like we're going to focus on the FLDS in no. this episode. I mean, I, I think that's a fascinating topic though. And I'd love to have somebody on the show, uh, who was a, you know, a member of the FLDS church has since left and can tell us some personal things about it. I think that would be fascinating. Um, and, but, but the point is, you know, as David was saying, this brought up to our minds, the fact that these splinters exist. And I think everybody kind of knows that who's been involved with the church at all. The question is, how deep do you think it went? Wow. <laughs> and and it's pretty crazy. So on this on this wiki site, you've got uh, one of the first graphs you see under the uh, under the picture of the prestigious Joseph Smith Jr. is a graph that looks like a train wreck that <laughs> uh, <laughs> shows you. Uh, it's a Brighamite-centric timeline. I love that title because it's completely accurate. And the Brighamites were only one splinter 
folks from the original church, and we'll talk about that. That's what this episode's all about. Um, a Brighamite-centric timeline. So you got this railway down the middle, which is, you know, Brigham's church, which is now the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, the one that's kind of got the most members and moved forward. And wow, lots and lots and lots of splinter groups, which is pretty crazy, way more than I originally had thought. Or, and this is a pretty we're, updated. Yeah, yeah, or we're informed about. That's another important well, part. Well, yeah, that's, an, that's a the, big part. The LDS church is embarrassed by this. Bottom line, they're embarrassed by it. And, yep. and so you might hear a little bit about the, the uh, community of Christ in Missouri, and that's about it. And that's all. We didn't even bring that up in church history. We just brought, Mm-mm. we just would make one statement and say, yeah, people kind of, a lot of people went their different ways. Okay. Next topic. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, let's not focus on this too much. Um, and I, I think, you know, the, so here's the thrust of the episode today. If you scroll down a little further in this article, you get to the contents area. So it's got a kind of a table of contents categorizing the churches is the next section and right there is a beginning graphic that's much, much more uh, concise, much, much simpler than the big graphic I was talking about before, which shows all of the splinters all the way up to today, which is fascinating. This one focuses on the death of Joseph Smith Jr. and what happened afterwards. Because as I established, you know, at the beginning of the episode, of course, God didn't make plans. <laughs> so, yeah. Which right there, you got to scratch your head, people. Come on now. Okay. Scratch your head well, and look in the mirror or look up and say, what the, what the fuck? Do you, right? Because, you said that yeah. God knew Joseph would get killed. Maybe, well, wait, he's all knowing. Yes. Okay. Past, future, present, all. Okay. So he, all, de- he definitely knew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it, it, oh, I got it. What is it's it? It's one what of those it? tests. To see if oh, we're smart enough and right. faithful enough and inspired enough to be part of the rights group. That's it. Okay. Got yeah. it. Damn. Why did Yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. You know what? That's the answer to all of this. Why don't we just stop this podcast? <laughs> there it is. I mean, that's the answer to everything, bro. I, I keep forgetting. I mean, come on, damn it. It's look, this it's the same as when Joseph Smith tried to sell the copyright to the Book of Mormon. <laughs> to the Canadian publisher, uh, and they utterly failed and came back, right? And he's like, oh, it was just a test. Yeah. I mean, same thing, right? God plays the same games. Science camp. I mean, there's a yeah. few, few examples. Yeah. Yep. Sure. Yeah. Testing. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, Joseph dies. No plans. Oops. So we have six splinter groups. Boom. Right off the bat, folks. That's the part I didn't know. Completely, I knew there were a couple, as David mentioned. Where the church will talk about a couple and its history lesson. I didn't know there were six, and as I read the names, it makes complete sense to me. They're familiar. I've heard of them, right? Like, oh yeah, I've heard of that, but I I didn't recall. And this uh, graphic is makes a a good image for us. So I'm going to just read off the six really quickly, and with a little footnote on the community of Christ, because uh, that's something we want to focus on a little bit as well. So just reading top to bottom, you had William Bickerman, Bickerton, 
So he was a leader in the Latter-day Saint movement after the 1844. It's called a succession crisis, people. Hmm. So Joseph died. They had a succession crisis. Oh, shit. Nobody expected that. Why did they just let some some colored smoke out of the chimney? I know. I like that. That's a cool plan. They could have used these colors, too, on this graph. We have a nice purple. (laughs) We've got a more of a pinkish. Oh, I got it again. Look, there's a certain percentage of men who are colorblind. Oh, they had that. Yeah, they had that issue. How insensitive of me. Incense. Incense. Yeah. Yeah, they could have used incense, too. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's lingering in the air. (laughs) (laughs) Lingering in the air. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, Dave. So anyway, (laughs) there is a succession crisis. So in 1862, Bickerton became the founding president of the church now known as the Church of Jesus Christ, ah. which is one of many churches that claim to continue the original church. So that was him, the Bicker- Bickertonites. Mm-mm. Then we had Sidney Rigdon. Oh, this yeah. is one that I knew about. Right. Sidney Rigdon formed the Rigdonites. Everybody knows who Sidney Rigdon was. He was a leader during the early history of, of the LDS movement. Um Granville Hendrick is Hedrick is one I didn't know. Granville Hedrick, he was a leader in the LDS movement. Uh, in 1863, Hedrick became the founding leader of the Church of Christ, ah. another church that claims to be a continuation of the Church of Christ founded by Joseph Smith in 1830. So recall people, Joe's, so the the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints was not called the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints for its initial life on the earth. It, the name changed a few times. One of the names was the Church of Christ. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what we're talking about. At Joseph's death, that's what the church was called, if I, re, if I recall correctly. It was the Church of Christ at that time of his death. Okay. Anyway, Granville Hedrick. Uh, then we had Joseph Smith the third. So he was the oldest surviving son of Joseph Smith Jr. Right. And Emma Hale. We have to clarify because Joseph was getting around. So Emma, Emma and Joseph's oldest son. We'll come back to him in a minute. He formed the community of Christ. Um, that's important because of something Joseph Smith said himself, Joseph Smith Jr. before he died. And David and I will remind you of that. We we talked about it in one of our episodes. James Strange, I had heard of. Uh, and he was an American religious leader, politician, and self-proclaimed monarch. <laughs> monarch? In 18, yes. Cool. In 1844, he claimed to have been appointed to be the successor of Joseph Smith as the leader of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And so he, the Strangeites, as we call them, yep. was a big break off. That one I knew about. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, of course, we know about Brigham Young. He was the sixth one. Wait a minute. Uh, the Strangeites. Yeah. Was that the founder of the Doors? Uh, that's a separate podcast. That's oh, that oh, rock and roll podcast okay, that you and I'm I do. Sorry, I'm jumping ahead yeah. again. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's our, our rock and roll uh, review cast that we do. Um. Yeah, so Brigham Young, the Brighamites, okay? Splinter number six, people. This is not the core church continuing. This is another splinter. This is the sixth splinter. 
So uh, in 1847, he founded, uh, he, he became the leader and, and moved forward. And we have a bunch of things, right? We've got this, well, the way we knew Brigham was going to be uh, the next prophet is there was this debate going on in the succession crisis because, you know, God wanted us to work through this crisis. He didn't want to just have a clear leader for his fledgling church. Yeah. <laughs> so he wanted there to be a crisis. Brigham spoke up, said something. Maybe you know the story better. And then some lady in the audience saw his face transfigured to look like Joseph's. Or wasn't it something like that? Yeah. The, you know, those, yeah. those mushrooms they were growing back then. <laughs> <laughs> very spiritual experiences were being induced by uh what were what are they called endo endo something or others that was uh a part of a, a lot of the religions in the eastern U united states the churches uh were using ethnogens that's it ethnogens yes, yes and it was i didn't know this but it apparently was quite common and most likely was dabbled with by our good friend Joseph Jr. Probably. And maybe this gal who saw his face. Yeah, I don't remember that whole story. Uh, there's something like that, right? It's not um, like a faith, what are yeah. they? Faith promoting story. Faith promoting story. You know, it, it's reminding me, I just saw Jim Jones' face again, which is very disturbing, but <laughs> he did fake healings and they were just blatant. Yeah, uh, he didn't even do that good of a job trying to hide it. Yeah, <laughs> dumbass, you know these people just kept whatever. Yeah, it's pretty. It, yeah, if you pay attention, like wasn't that the same guy he healed last week? But now he has a fake a fake beard. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, so here's here's the thing, Dave. Remind us what Joseph Smith Jr. said about the continuation of the church after his death. Remind us. Uh, well, it's our episode yeah. called Cracker Jack Surprise, which is uh, two episodes. Is that the one? No, that, that's a single episode mm -hmm. where we're talking about surprises. No, this is this is the one that is the two episodes from Mark from uh, Quinn. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. And I we went through various quotes that are not well known, things that were said by church leaders, not known at all, actually, by church membership, including a statement verbatim. And the problem is I can't remember who is quoted as having heard him say this, that it was his desire that his son, Joseph Smith III, become the leader of the church. That mm -hmm. sounds exactly like Joseph Smith to me. Yeah, it does. It does. Ego. Yeah. Uh, I want my seed to not only be spread all over the beds of all the women in town, <laughs> but I want my seed to continue to be spread across the earth through my my son. Yeah. So, anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So as a member of that day, uh, I don't know. You know, the, the prophet dies unexpectedly, I think, for a shock for, for most of the membership. Mm-hmm. The church is in turmoil because, again, God wanted to test them and didn't make plans. <laughs> um, so I would expect exactly that. Joseph Smith III, his mm -hmm. oldest son, Joseph had, had, had said that this would be the case. I'd expect him to continue. Uh, but no, that, that's, well, he did. 
his own group, but there were five other people who decided they should be leaders as well. Does that sound like the church that God would work hard to uh, kind of bring back together on the earth? Um, mm. I mean, and, and look, I understand the I understand the arguments are going to come out, and they have. And apologetics, you know, has has just gone crazy over this point. Um, look, there's always going to be opposition to the truth, and you know, the devil possessed uh, the scrotum sacks of these <laughs> other five guys, and they they wanted to start their own <laughs> religions. Um, <sighs> Okay, yeah, all right. I could I could swallow that if you had something that was really the truth, that there was really this Satan and God and you know they're fighting against each other because God's not as powerful, I guess, as we want. Whatever <laughs> whatever. And so um sure, but then don't you think God would have again helped the members out, helped his people out and chosen a succession before in Joseph's uh, death? Second Nephi there's this vision recorded there that goes through uh, the history uh, since the time of Jesus, and it includes the formation of the great and abominable church and, mm-hmm. and other key events, including the fact that the Latter-day Church, something to the effect, would always remain relatively small. <laughs> and so mm. that's a convenient addition there. Uh, and so, yeah, even it's it's uh, 16 million now, apparently, uh, five of which are active, probably. Uh, yeah. That's that's kind of small and it's shrinking. I had that problem this morning. But anyway, it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Oh. Wow. Good thing I installed that lightning bolt. <laughs> <laughs> rod deflector last night so anyway I, i'm being silly here uh do you have that graph in front of you that shows the membership of those key churches i do that, yeah. that to me is interesting i 16 million yeah. for the lds and then what yeah so 16.3 give or take let's see what's the footnote on that that is dated uh i'm actually going to shoot really out quickly out to another site here yeah, that's that's right now sixteen point three million according to the church itself, okay. the church's website statistics. Reliable source. Um, yeah, you would think. Uh, <laughs> although I I prefaced it with the word the church, so I don't know how reliable uh-huh. it would be. But anyway, yeah, sixteen point three million in the in the Brighamite. Let's let's be clear, the Brighamite sect or splinter. Uh, because we all know that's the true splinter of the six splinters. Then you've got the next. The next one's a far cry uh, removed. Two hundred, about two hundred fifty thousand, about a quarter of a million people mm-hmm. in the community of Christ, which is the reorganized yeah. LDS Church, the RLDS. Mm-hmm. Uh, big location of them in Canada. Uh, a big. Uh, the headquarters is in, I think. Uh, Missouri? Yeah, it's it's not yep. I don't think it's Independence. I don't think that's the name of the town, but it's right there by what's supposed to be Adam on Diamond. Right, right. They own a lot of that property. Mm-hmm. Um cuz again, remember guys, Community of Christ, this is the sect that uh Joseph's son 
started. Right. So and so you would almost expect that to be the biggest, you know, second biggest one. Don't you want a front row seat to the second coming? That's what they're planning on. Uh, right I think it's going to be more like a barbecue, oh, isn't it? Wait or a is that, Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Uh, if they have, uh, if they have some nice brisket, I think I'll, I'll come. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We could fly out uh, together. Yeah. That sounds good. All right. Let's do it. 23,000, another far step, uh, 23,000 in the church of Jesus Christ. The, the big, the bicker tonight's are still going. You know, that's crazy. And then we've, that, yeah, that, yeah. It's still going that, but yeah. it's crazy. The LDS is still going too, but anyway. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 12,500 in the Church of Jesus Christ with the Elijah message. I don't even know who that is. That's that's more modern break off. 10,000 in the Apostolic United Brethren. That sounds cool. Never heard of it. I'm, yeah, I might want to join cool. that. Yeah. You know, that sounds like a, a new metal band, Apostolic <laughs> United Brethren. Plug in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, lead singer of Disturbed, uh, I think, jumped over there, and he's their he's their lead singer now. Um, Ten thousand in the Fundamentalist Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, wow. the FLDS. Uh-huh. Okay, uh, we've heard of them. I have ten thousand in the Restoration Branches. Haven't heard of them. Mm. Uh, Seventy three hundred in the Church of Christ. So that's the Hedrickites. Hedrickites. They're still dinking around. What? Five thousand in the fellowships of the remnants. Haven't heard of them. Wow. Uh, yeah, twenty four hundred and fifty in the church of. There's another church of Christ. Uh, fed, the Fettingites, and then three hundred in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints Strangeite group. So evidently they're named the same. Now you know why they can get away with that. Is guess what we did. We added a dash. Mm. The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Dash Day Saints. So we wouldn't have the same name. Interesting. And again, a lot of people, when they're investigating the church, they say, What is this Latter Day? And so, former day saints in Jesus' time and, and thereafter, and, and who's to determine when it all went to hell mm, uh, yeah uh, yeah and now latter day saints kind of a weird name long handle so hence mm. the, the use of mormon it will continue to be used <laughs> yeah just because of its utility so it's been used for decades it won't stop just because rusty got up and said satan had achieved a great victory <laughs> by using it uh, all those other prophets before me were were false prophets, essentially, is what he was saying. Um, it, it's interesting. This article it goes on. It shows about a dozen of these that are now defunct, mm. uh, that quick, quickly became defunct yeah. uh, as early as 1831 uh, uh, when they started, and then I have now become defunct. Um, and then again, um, <laughs> I love this article. It just states it the way it is, guys. By far the largest and best known Latter Day Saint Church, <laughs> best known, <laughs> is referred to as the Mormon Church, and and it's it's this one with the dash in its name, the Brighamite Church. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yep, it says uh, headquartered in Salt Lake City, Utah, often colloquially colloquially referred to as the Mormon Church. Adherents are popularly called Mormons or Latter Day Saints 
resulted from Latter-day Saints that followed Joseph Smith, practiced plural marriage until it was discontinued in 1890. Incidentally, they kept practicing it after that, including the prophet, and he was put in jail. That's a whole other podcast. Disincorporated in 1877 by the Edmonds-Tucker Act. I didn't know that. Reorganized in 1923 Hmm. as the corporation of the president of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So now we're, I didn't yeah, this know is, that. We're definitely all about money now. Yeah. And we've got to fit into this modern world. So we're a corporation. There's no mm. danger in that and, and no mm-hmm. de- deceit. Or uh, At some point, I want to just mention a couple things, uh, especially for Marianne's sake, specifically mm-hmm. about the FLDS church, some of the shit that went on. And I, I don't know, with... Jeffs, Warren Jeffs specifically, who's been in prison for at least a dozen years now. Uh, one of the things, there's a lot of sexual abuse. Okay, Women are second-class citizens. Marriages are arranged, and they're arranged when the girls are very young. The, the young girls are married to much older men, could easily be their grandfathers. The young men are uh, banished. Run out of town. Uh, I don't. I will not be surprised if they don't start digging up some skeletons out there eventually. Mm. We we have enough men in town to take care of the women, so you're you're out of here. Several suicides as a result of that. The lowest self esteem of the young men and the young women. Uh, just a a lot of abuse in one word extremely Mm. abusive uh, situation down there. Uh, So similarities with uh, LDS Church? Yeah, quite a few. Yeah, uh, behind closed door abuse, for sure. Similarity, uh, the the lower station of women. Self-esteem. Although the church, you know, the, the Brighamite sect has been working hard to try to change that over the last few years, but still the case. Yeah, self-esteem, etc. This this concept of being worthy, or, uh, having your worthiness judged, which drives uh, serious levels of guilt and remorse and and mm-hmm. uh, self worth yep. issues, which lends to suicidality. You know, suicide I- ideality. Um, and uh, I yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, several. They, they, well, you would expect They built several a temple, too. I don't know if uh, some people know that. They built their version of a temple in Texas. And mm-hmm. in this temple, there's a, a special room. And one of the people that was being interviewed said, yeah, that's the special room where Warren Jeffs has sex with assigned women on, mm. on some kind of an, you know, an altar, of course, because this is the holiest act that that could be performed on earth would be to have God's one true prophet continuing his, his seed on the earth. So we're going to do that in the temple. And I like, Mm, uh, I think I I saw a YouTube uh, video, a secret camera went in there and it kind of looks like the Austin powers bedroom. (laughs) Um, it's got the disco ball and the you know the bed that comes down from the wall and the heart shaped bed and yeah and uh, yeah the the shag carpet and the the silk blankets yeah it's kind of 
kind of cool. He got his ideas yeah. from a, a, a residence, Nyan Tokolov, that he had looked at the blueprints and mm -hmm. some of the design ideas came from uh, this hotel somewhere near Kolob. I'm not sure what that's all about, but anyway. <laughs> nice. Bad joke. Right. Bad joke. <laughs> a hotel, well, hotel it, California. You know, that that's yeah. it. That's the legacy. It, 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 mm. Basically a license to uh, rape. Let's call it what it is. Sexually yeah. assault women at random in the name of God. How fucked up is that? Pretty, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. And, you know, speaking of women and uh, a hero of mine, a heroine of mine, uh, not the street stuff that, that David and I partake in regularly, uh, the other definition for the word heroine uh, being a female hero, <laughs> um, joking about the hero, heroine uh, intake, by yeah, the way. Yeah, we, we, we ran out. Uh, anyway. Yeah, we ran out. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, uh I think we're gonna need to talk about her next week. Uh Nancy Rigdon. Oh, that's yeah. yeah. Yeah, the happiness letter. Right. Um that's a, a great topic. What a great what a great woman, man. She she uh yeah, I look forward to talking about her story. And um yeah. I know Arza Evans, he he mentions her specifically in his book and states the very same thing. He says, uh, Martha Brotherton and Nancy mm -hmm. Rigdon and one of the other gals, specifically three heroines, he calls them three, mm -hmm. you know, and he says, I, I dedicate this book to them. And I'm like, wow. Okay. So he was wow. impressed by them for sure. Yeah, three three women who essentially, uh, you know, pushed back on the advances by Joseph Smith when he was trying to induct them into his little personal harem, uh, and, and good for them, you know. Now, I don't want to suggest that, and we'll definitely talk about this in our in our episode when we talk of, and and we praise Nancy and the other two uh, for for being strong like that. I don't want to suggest that oh, all the other women who got pulled in by Joseph's lies weren't strong, that they weren't as, as, you know, bold or whatever. You could argue that, um, a big reason they got pulled in is because they were, they were good. They wanted to do the right thing. They wanted to obey God. And they believed Joseph's threats. That's right. Threatening them with eternal damnation, threatening to to uh, uh, do damage of some kind to their families. Mm -hmm. What an ass! Or man. yeah, or or it appealed to their compassion yeah, because yeah. they he said sure. that he was going to be in the line of fire if they didn't uh, obey this as well. Good point. So yeah, you know, compassionate, loving women who wanted to do the right thing, and I don't think we're we're downgrading them by saying they no. fell under his attack at all. Um, but it's just neat to see that, that some were able not to, some were able to, mm -hmm. to, uh, to push back. Anyway, I don't want to give too much away on that one. Uh, I look forward to talking about that topic. And um, well, in that, that yeah. kind of uh, courage and that kind of strength is what we're talking about in people 
who eventually leave the church today. That it's the same thing that we're talking about, able to take a stand, going to pay a heavy price for it, going to do it anyway, because it's right. And yeah. that it, that's yeah. the same kind of character. And the same thing that we hope we're uh, instilling in people who might be listening, the strength, uh, courage, all those attributes necessary to make such a a life-changing decision. And, uh, you know, (laughs) that it's worth it. (laughs) It's worth it. Well said, bro. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Well said. I... Yeah, I completely agree. I, I praise you guys uh, as listeners, wherever you are in that spectrum. Uh, if you're just questioning or if you've already left, um, good on you. You know, good job to have have the willingness to even question, have the strength to question, the courage to trust your doubts <laughs> instead of doubting your doubts, uh, which is always smarter. Not that your doubts are always right, right? And I don't think anybody's suggesting that. But the fact that you would give them an opportunity and research, you know, look into your doubts, take strength. And, um, you know, good for you. It, yeah. It's uh, by not doing that, you're destroying your sense of intuition. And intuition is a stronger guide in your life at some in some ways and in some situations than even intellect. I'm not disregarding either one, but intuition is very important. And if you have a doubt and then just brush it aside, you just snuffed out your, your gift of intuition instead of strengthening it and going on what is sometimes called a gut feeling. Yeah. And that's a great topic uh, in and of itself. And you know, one of the prices, speaking of the price, and we, of course we had an episode a while back called The Price, or The Cost, rather, of leaving, uh, is that, right? So you've you've been taught, you've learned, depending on how long you were in the church, to ignore this intuition. And now you kind of have to learn to get that back. It's possible. I'm here to tell you that it, that you can. It's not like gone forever. Yeah. Uh, but you, you know, wow, what a process of kind of trying to unlearn what you've learned, uh, show some attention to those areas of yourself that weren't, weren't, uh, shown yeah. while you're living under the, uh, the brain fuckery of the, of the church, um, which would tell you to ignore your intuition and ignore your doubts mm-hmm. and ignore your, yourself, you know, that, that your voice. And essentially uh, systematically shutting you down as a human being. I mean, what the mm-hmm. fuck is that? Yeah. James definitely. Jones. <laughs> Joseph <Kidding>, man. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know? I mean, uh, so guys, the Brigamite splinter, I guess the whole sum of this episode is there's, there's nothing that made that splinter any better than the other five. Um, in fact, I would argue, again, if I was a member back then and Joseph died, I'd probably look to his son yeah. as, as, he was, uh, as he was insinuating, you know, that, that, that it would continue that way. Um, but maybe something to chew on, right? Why is it that the Brighamites, uh, I think Brigham saw an opportunity. They all did. And Brigham got lucky. Uh, and who knows? Maybe he made some threats. He, wouldn't be beyond him. He's a bully. He's he's a bad. <laughs> he is a bully, and yes. and he you know, he just 
freaking just pushed his way into mm -hmm. that, threatened mm -hmm. people, whatever it took. You can see him with that nice smile always, he's always got on his face. That even his face, <laughs> it, it looks like he's ready to chew your fucking head off. That's what his face, you know what yeah he's just one yeah. of those guys walks uh, in a room and you don't you don't know him and you look at him you go man what an asshole <laughs> you know he's one of those guys um now people are gonna think that about me but oh no uh you know what it reminds me of is david miscavige and we don't want to take this episode too long especially down that rabbit hole of scientology uh same thing happened right mm. there was no clear succession instituted by l ron hubbard in Scientology. Correct. So they also had a succession crisis of sorts, which is interesting. Mm. And part of the reason for that is L. Ron Hubbard was completely off his rocker by the time he died. And so he didn't set any of that up. So that that's a whole nother thing. But uh, Miscavige was one of the leaders. He wasn't the second in command. A lot of people mm. don't understand that he was, you know, down the ranks a little, but he was up there. He saw an opportunity like Brigham, he jumped in there and he was a bulldog bulldog. Yeah. And he got people on his team and he threatened other people who didn't want, you know, and he got all those pieces moved on the chessboard and he took it and he ran with it. Uh, very similar to Brigham in that regard where he was just this bulldog that, that chased it down. He saw an opportunity. So, um, yeah. And like I said, I mean, uh, super, pretty easy to find this on your own, but I'll post the link anyway on Mormon talk, uh, the Wikipedia link and really fascinating graphics, man. I think I'm going to print this one big one out and put it on my wall or something in my office. <laughs> um, the, all the splinters, it's pretty updated all the way through the snufferites. Yeah. It's, it's really updated. So, uh, fascinating stuff. It looks, it looks a little bit like a circuit board and also like a train station where all the different lines, I mean, it, it's mm -hmm. like a, a bowl of spaghetti blew up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Jesus. Which gets us closer to the real God, the spaghetti monster. Oh, um, I love but, that guy. Uh, yeah, we'll I'll, talk. We'll I'll talk follow later him about anywhere, him. man. I'm hungry. No kidding. As long as there's meatballs. <laughs> well, are we still talking about food? All right. So on that note, <laughs> have fun, guys, and we'll talk to you next time. See ya. Bye. <laughs>